Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I like to say I'm creating a community of givers. Um, I think that going out and meeting people is really great, but not thinking of it as in terms of what can I get from them. I've very much made it a point, not because you want to take from them eventually, but if you live in a community of givers, then everyone is giving and you, you receive as needed. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. To get text alerts when new We Are LA Tech episodes are live, text LA to 310-872-2423. That's 310-872-2423. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. This is your LA startup spotlight. Yes. And we are in Santa Monica right now. So excited to introduce you to an incredible, incredible female founder. Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Hello. How are you? Amazing. I'm stoked that we were able to connect because you're creating something that is literally going. I mean, I'm not being dramatic, you guys. I really think it's going to save lives. Would you say? That's the goal. Okay. So tell me, tell me about what you're building. Uh, so we are building Safe. Uh, Safe is an app. It lets you show your verified STD status privately on your phone and check your partner's status. And it's also the easiest and most affordable way to get tested. And Okay, so this is a really sensitive subject, right? Like, I, I mean, you're talking about STDs here and people are afraid to share that information, know that information. What kind of pushback do you have from your community? And and then how do you get over that? Like, how can you, how can we, like, am I supposed to go on a first date and be like, hey, check out my safe app, you know? Well, so at, once upon a time, it was really awkward to pull out a condom. And then the AIDS crisis happened and people were afraid. And now it's the most normal expected thing in the world in general to pull out condoms. Only the issue is that people aren't doing it anymore. So we, we like to say we're taking the STD discussion out of the closet. Uh, <laughs> and so just as that was once awkward and then the norm and now less the norm, we think that this is something that just because it hasn't been available previously, when it becomes available and it's free to download, it's free to import your results from anywhere, it's it's that easy, then why wouldn't you have your verified STD status on you? So it might be on a first date for some. It might be when you're about to go home with somebody. It might be when you're getting into bed. But the question is, are you going to take that risk if you don't have to anymore? Totally. And we were talking when we were on the phone call the other day, and not to be too personal, you guys, but I I really like to know who I'm with, I'm safe with. And it's this weird thing where, like, for me, like, a guy doesn't even know, like, where to get tested or, like, it's an inconvenient thing or, like, he tells me he gets tested, but it's someone, how do I know that he really got tested? And so how does SAFE address all these issues? Right. So there's a few pieces there. One is the verification piece. So we know that it's you getting tested. Uh, you're either going into the lab or you went to your doctor or you, we send somebody to your home. Uh, we have quite a few proprietary pieces of information. We also are directly proprietary integrated into the labs and healthcare systems across the U.S. So we import data directly. There's no user input information and no hacking the system. Uh, we also make it very easy. As I mentioned, we'll actually send people straight to your home. You can go to your regular doctor or you can book testing through the app at nearby labs, free clinics, etc. So we're trying to make it so easy that there's no excuse not to do it anymore. I mean, is this something that people's results will be, you know, on every social network? And 
So no. So a really important part too is that it's private. Your results never leave your phone. They are only shared on your phone when you choose to show it or if you choose to show it. So we are integrating with the dating apps, but anything public, that safe badge on apps or social media sites, that just means you've been tested recently and you can prove it in person. You're only at risk in person by definition. Uh, So it was really important for us that we don't want to stigmatize infected populations. We want to do the opposite, actually. But so when you're in person, you can say, are you safe? Show me you're safe. And that is the time that I would show you my results. Other than that, it's just about creating this movement of accountability, of getting tested frequently and being able to prove it in person. Okay, so now the super juicy questions. Mm -hmm. When did you create SAFE? When did you come up with the idea? So it was actually my co-founder's idea. It's one of those ideas that I think everyone has had. I certainly wanted it to exist many times in my personal life. Um, But execution and actually doing it was way harder than we ever could have imagined. Um, So we uh, we, I've been friends with my co-founder about uh, seven years. And... It was uh, it was around Burning Man a couple years ago. Uh, we were camping together, and he was talking about this idea. He has a lot of these ideas, uh-huh. and we were really kind of pushing him that this might make sense to do. Uh, and so it sort of started bubbling up from there. Now, what we thought would be possible and what's actually happened, totally different animals. It's uh, This would not have been possible legally even until just a couple of years ago. And I don't think anyone on the planet except for my CTO could have figured out the tech part that went into this. Uh, the fact that we can import healthcare data from literally anywhere, nobody else can do that. So it's pretty incredible. And what's your role within the company? So I'm the co-founder and COO. My job is to do everything that they can't do. Uh, my job is to build the company, create the marketing, go to market, build the rest of the team, uh, figure shit out. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. No, you are. <laughs> Amazing. I always curse too much. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really the wear all of the hats. Um, you know, my my team, I have some really incredibly talented people on my team. I feel like my role is to make sure that those resources are used to the fullest extent and I figure everything else out. And I mean, a lot of this is based around you know integrating with the healthcare system and your mobile app. Do you know how to code yourself? I don't. I uh, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but I really do regret never learning how to code. Um, and so you know, I have really wonderfully talented people that I trust, and so I rely on them to tell me when others are great. But unfortunately, I don't have that expertise myself. How many people are on your team? Uh, so we currently have seven full-time plus additional five part-time and a few people that are moonlighting and hoping to come in or will be coming in very soon as soon as we do our next round. And where in L.A. are you guys based? Uh, we're in Santa Monica, just over uh, at Rock on Arizona and Six. Come right. by. Right, the little, little hub of L.A., yeah. all the tech startups. It's exciting. What made you choose Santa Monica and Los Angeles versus the other tech cities out there? So interestingly, I just moved out here. This is my third month here. Uh, My co-founder has always been here. Uh, He has a kid and he's very established here, so he wasn't going to move. Um, And I got that question a lot when I was preparing to make the move because for me, this was a side project. It was something that I found interesting and important. I did not know if it would be possible. I also did not know what the numbers looked like. And so uh, when we were kind of making that decision to really go all in and and blow this out of the water, uh, it was time for me to come out here. And to be honest... Um, I did not used to like L.A. at all, and I would not have, you know, even a few years ago, have put L.A. in that bucket of amazing places to start a tech company. And I have been overwhelmed and, like, the 
most positive way about this this community. I feel like, look, I love New York. I lived in New York on and off for 12 years. I was in San Francisco for a bit. I was in Atlanta, which I still love. LA is a really special place right now where you've got the same kind of like super intelligent, vibrant, connected funding even that you have in these other cities, but it's newer and it it feels like it's growing and, and it's no offense to New York and San Francisco and they'll always be changing and they'll always be amazing hubs, but I don't feel the same kind of growth and excitement that I do here right now. And how has L.A. helped accelerate SAFE and moving forward? Um, I mean, our entire team is here um, and our investor community, it's pretty much all in L.A. or in, in Orange County. And we have been very blessed with a very supportive investor network. Um, and I think it's it's something where it's it has such a collaborative new feel that people want to help each other here. Uh, even just, you know, being introduced to you and, uh, and everyone that we're partnered with and, and all of these kinds of things. It's been remarkably easy kind of plugging in here. Again, it's been only three months, but I feel like I've lived here a very long time because it's such a collaborative community. And so just to kind of like reiterate that, so SAFE has existed for three months. No, SAFE has existed. We've been working on this for um, almost two years. We've been really working on it for really six months. Six months. Mm -hmm. And and the whole team became established in LA between three and six months ago. Basically, a little longer actually, uh, but about six months ago. Perfect. And in LA, what kind of, you were mentioning some, you know, investors that are based here that have really helped you guys. Are you able to mention some of those investors so people listening can look them up and see who's been um, unfortunately, these are all angel investors, and I would need to ask them first. Um, totally understand. Mm-hmm. Do you have some suggestions on how to attract angel investors? So I think with angel investors, a lot of it comes down to the relationship. But the other part is, you know, what's personally interesting to them. And so ours have definitely been a mix. It's some people that either I or my co-founder or others have known for a very long time. They know us. They know our work. They believe in us. Um, And that goes a very, very long way. And that's not something you can sort of manufacture. But then there are some that came into the project because they were introduced because they have some interest or even a personal um, situation or story that is, is deeply connected. Um, that It's actually very true of, uh, of two of my investors. One in particular had a family member that died of HIV. Um, it's something that's very close to his heart. And it's one reason why um, I think that he was initially excited. Again, is it, you have to have that initial excitement and then you need to have everything to back it up from the business plan to the team and the plan in place. So there's that initial excitement getting into the door and then the winning of it, it kind of comes down to just doing the homework. What's one piece of homework you could give everybody right now in how to create those initial relationships? Like say they know no one. So what's one initial step that they can do? They could stop listening and like go take action on right now. I think something that people don't do enough is I, I hate the word networking because it implies this very uh, tit for tat and you're in, in a taking kind of mentality. I like to say I'm creating a community of givers. Um, I think that going out and meeting people is really great, but not thinking of it as in terms of what can I get from them? I want to go out and meet investors. because I want to take their money. It's meeting people. Some of these people are well connected. Some of them have resources in in you know cash flow some of them have other kinds of resources but you have resources too coming at it from the perspective of what can i give and so i've very much made it a point not because you want to take from them eventually but because that's the kind of community if you live in a community of givers then everyone is giving and you you receive as needed and so i do think getting out there and putting yourself with the kinds of people that you want to surround yourself with and whenever you have an opportunity to do a favor to give or connect somebody with somebody else that will be helpful, do that immediately because that's what creates that kind of 
magic. But when you say getting out there, is there a certain website to look for relationships or is there an event in L.A. that you're like, oh, this is a must attend event? Um, I mean, I'm kind of a conference whore. I will say a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my great, wonderful relationships started out. Um, even some of my like good friends I've met initially at conferences. I use that word. I feel like there's a very large uh, range of conferences, quote unquote. Um, the Milken Conference here is really a fantastic event. Um, it is not inexpensive, but it is really very high quality. Um, I've gone to Davos for the past few years. Um, there's what a lot was it? A Davos? Davos, uh, Davos, the World Economic Forum. Oh, got it. Um, I've kind of just gone on the sidelines. There's a little, uh, I've basically had friends that go and like I go along with them and there's a bunch of parties and events and you meet really great people there. And then the thing is you follow up on those and people are going, there's kind of this whole community of um, people that are going to different events like this. So um, Summit's a really great community. Breakout uh, is a wonderful organization. They're having their next big thing in Atlanta. Uh, if anyone wants to be involved in any of these things, please do reach out. Um, trying to think of other ones, but yeah, Milk and Breakout and Summit have been really uh, very core to a lot of. A lot, it's also they've also been a big part of why it's been so easy, I think, for me to to move in this kind of way because there's there's such an interconnected global, particularly in the cities like the New York, uh, L.A., San Francisco's, etc. That you already know so many people that work as your foundation that then you can build on that and sort of meet their friends, meet their colleagues and and builds the network out of that. And you guys will include that in the show notes so you could check out um, all the the conferences that she mentioned. Uh, so definitely look in the show notes if you want direct links. Or and you'll email it to us, right? Yes, definitely. Perfect. And you were saying that people should connect with you. We'll jump ahead just for a second. How can people connect with you? Um, yeah, I love meeting new people. Uh, so feel free to reach out. I can give you guys my email. Um, I'm trying to be better at social media, so please do follow me so I can get more of those, I guess. And what's your email? <laughs> My email is lauren at safemovement.org. Um, and that's L-A-U-R-E-N at safemovement, S-A-F-E-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T dot org. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Lauren Weiniger, and uh, Twitter is Lauren Michelle 7 And how do you spell your last name? It's Weiniger. It's terrible. It's W-E-I-N-I-G-E-R. Um, what LA tech companies or talent have you come across lately who have really impressed you? So it's funny. That was the one question I was supposed to think about. I'm relatively new here and I've met so many amazing people. I, to be honest, I've been struck by like the community overall, um, people in general, um, Joe Devon at Diamond has been uh, such oh a connector. God. He's actually how, oh Joe yeah, Devin. I got connected to you through him. I actually forgot that <laughs> until just now because it's one of those things. Uh, so yeah, I think he's one of those people that exemplifies somebody who's, you know, I was brand new here. I needed to meet good people. He connected me with other connectors, you being one. That's wonderful. Um, so building on that. Um, uh, I love uh, Susie Ryu when she's doing uh, with James Andrews and Troy Carter is super interesting. Uh, and I guess now they just took over Prince's estate. So that should be. And can you cool. can you get into who those people are? Um, like Joe Devin has um, a web development firm. Mm -hmm. And like so get into each one oh, of yeah. those people so we could get to know them. Oh, yeah. Um, Joe has a web development firm and. Uh, they're about to do another big project, which I don't know if that's public. Um, and uh, Susie and James work with Troy Carter. Uh, you may know Troy, know Troy Carter from uh, Shark Tank and uh, many Grammy Award winning artists. But so they're also incubating um, startups and uh, a lot of them are surrounding music and culture. So they're doing really interesting things there. Troy Carter is an investor. Is an investor, yeah. yes. Um I'm working with a couple girls, Sophie Regier and Emily Abrams. I don't even know what they're calling their company, but they are brilliant as hell. They're both former CAA, uh, creative, agents, agent, 
creative artist agencies, and they've been really helpful when we're thinking about how we're working with influencers and ambassadors and rolling this whole thing out. So they're just wonderful humans. And we'll include all of that, you guys, again, in the show notes. Carl is amazing at doing our show notes, so he'll put that in the show notes for us. And then if you had one ask of the community, Lauren, something that they could do to support you in Accelerating Safe, what would that ask be? There's so many things we're working on right now. I'd love to know people that want to get involved. Um, the biggest things for us right now is, you know, we're, we're just weeks away from launching the beta, uh, and then we'll be doing a larger launch. So we'll be doing a lot of events around that. A lot of those are going to be focused on universities, but some of them just on the greater community. Um, we are going to be uh, starting our next round relatively soon, so definitely interested in connecting with people around that. Um, and anyone who cares deeply about this issue and knows that it's important and wants to kind of come into the fold, like we're growing quickly. So we'd love to hear from you. Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You guys, if you want to connect with more incredible people in the LA Tech ecosystem, make sure to go to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. And the coolest is we built this amazing, amazing community profile site. So if you just go to wearelatech.com slash community, we, you could feature your profile. So if you're an engineer, if you're a founder, whatever you are in the LA Tech community, it's not a social network. It's just to showcase you. And then we go and we... Share it with the whole social sphere. Anyway, I will talk to you guys, hear you guys, see you guys in the next episode. Be sure to tweet at We Are LA Tech. Talk to you later. Bye. When I was a little girl playing in my father's office, I dreamed of learning how to code. But my dad wasn't a coder. He was a businessman. And I never got to learn how. And it's been something that I've been curious about my whole life. And now, like, this whole world is startup and tech crazy. And I just want to know how to code, too. Hack Reactor makes coding professionally go from being a dream and something that you just desire to have to really being a legitimate programmer. You could get a job straight away after. Even if you've been curious and you want to improve your skills and you're working in the marketing department and you happen to have to learn how to do HTML and you want to take your steps that much further, you got to check out Hack Reactor. Hack Reactor is the trusted environment, academic level education to go to to become the best programmer that you could possibly be. Not only will you get the education, but you'll get the support from them to make sure that you're not alone in the journey. HackReactor.com. We Are LA Tech, hosted by Esprit Devora, has been a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.